Ladies and gentlemen, lubricate your drive chain, polish up your sidecar, and press your tweed suit for the big rally. Because it's time to talk tall to me. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. To talk tall to me. I am Nick McGill. I'm Omen Said. And we are Feckless Moms. This is the podcast where we tease out the inner meanings of the mysteries of prog rock band Jethro Tull, song by song, as we wind the windy route to Tull enlightenment. I I think the the best thing to do on a windy route is to wind so that's yeah. that's why we're doing yeah, we're, this we're winding we're also wending we're oh. winding and wending is that yes. just like a british version of winding yeah pretty much is it really okay <laughs> it pretty much is <laughs> well yeah. it's to appropriate wend. to wend yeah yeah but it's specifically as it regards to travel you um, you probably know this i don't think i need to tell you this but you know jm barry came up with the name wendy like it did I, not I exist yeah i do know that that's yeah. pretty cool yeah yeah, he you know you know how he came up with it. Um he was wending down a wendy no. road. <laughs> no, a, a a child would would refer to Barry as his friend, but because he was a baby, he would say friendy, but mm-hmm. because he had a speech impediment, he would say fwendy. Wendy. And he just dropped the f and made he wendy. Just he just dropped the f bomb and made a wendy. <laughs> Yeah, you can get in serious trouble for that in some places. Yeah, that's true. So bef- before we dive into things, mm-hmm. we have—I just want to say—we have—we now have three five-star reviews or five-star ratings, rather. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Whew. Yeah, yep. don't get my yep. heart—don't get my heart going like that. I know, but one of them is a five-star yeah. review. Ding, 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 yes. ding, ding. That's our first. Uh, that's our first review. Our eh? first on a, review on um, any platform. On any, uh, I. It's this is this is embarrassing. Your, and it's your 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 mom doesn't count for telling you that you did a good job. Is not an official podcast platform. Nick, hey, how many times do I have to remind you? I have at least three stickers on the fridge right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> this is embarrassing, but the fact that our numbers are so low means that we don't get all the information that we could. <laughs> oh, right, right. Yeah. So, so it's it it's hard to dig up actual listenership and all of that. But on iTunes, our first mm. review, mm. I'm I'm going I'm going to read it for everybody. It's from J W J J Dubs, old J Dubs. Yep, Jiffy D. Jiffy D. As a fan of Ian Anderson's work and Jethro Tull's amazing catalog of albums since I was a teenager, this show has reignited my always simmering curiosity and fascination with this idiosyncratic artist slash band, and which is its own tiny subculture around the world. 
The feckless momes have found the perfect balance between sarcasm and praise, academia and frivolity. I think that <laughs> I'm going to get tat- that tattooed. Like that is that's, perfect. That's my new that's my new gravestone. <laughs> that's tagline. beautiful. Your your ep- epitaph. Whatever happens in that place where you can both laugh and learn is what makes mm-hmm. Tull so special to me. It's an mm-hmm. earnest but also cheeky, dark but also real and fun. Mm-hmm. Being original is the highest achievement an artist can aspire to. And thanks for this podcast, I can celebrate one of my favorite life soundtracks and the niche underrated genius of Ian Anderson every week. Wow. Yeah. Well, that is a, if that's a good review, that's actually the first good review of anything that I think I've ever heard. That's, that's our first good review. That's our best review, Omen. That's, (laughs) (laughs) you know, you know what I like? What what did you like? Well, 100% of all of our reviews say that we're cheeky and intellectual. Yeah. Academic and frivolous, sarcastic and praiseful, praiseworthy. Yeah, praiseful. Amazing. Well, that's yeah. well. Thank you so yeah. much, J Dog, for I... for that terrific review. We really, really appreciate it. You have you have quite literally um, no metaphor at all. Put us on the map of podcasts. Here there be dragons. I think Jumby Wumby is interpreting just a little bit on the positive side. I don't think we're as generous to Mr. Anderson as he makes it seem. Mm. Well, I think we will be the further we go on until we hit like the late, the mid eighties. The late (laughs) eighties. Well, I think, I think what J-pop picked up on though, is that we really, we really do um, we come at, at this podcast from a place of love. We, we come at yes. Ian Anderson. We come at him out of a dark alley from a place of love. <laughs> with, with a flute that's been shaved into a shiv. <laughs> yep. Yep. Give me all yeah. your salmon and your, your endangered cats. Your oh, yes. Put them all in my pockets. <laughs> well, yeah. Amazing. Nick, I think this, this is a cause for celebration. Yeah. Absolutely. And you know how I, you know how I think we should celebrate? I have a rough idea and You're right. Frankly, I'm You're right. I <laughs> You're right, Nick. Yep. It is we should play in time. Oh, I was talking about something else, but I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, let's listen to that song. I guess mine is less embarrassing than yours would have been. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, what are we listening to this week, Nick? It's play in time. <laughs> let's have <laughs> let's a listen. listen to that. Last week, I referred to this as a romper, and I yeah. stick by it. I, I I hate to tell you this, Nick. Uh, a, a romper is what you wear out to brunch if you are a child or a 30-year-old visual artist. <laughs> That's uh, In my day, romper was a song that romped or anything I don't know. that romped really I, I don't know i don't know that it ever i don't know that it ever maybe in weedsport <laughs> <laughs> oh oh big old mexico new york coming down and judging weedsport 
Listen, I'm not saying that that um I'm not saying anything actually. So so we have a we have a song there. We have a song there, Nick. We do. Shall we talk about it? Uh yeah, I think we ought to. Otherwise this would be a really short podcast. Okay. Let's start musically. Yeah, okay. On a scale from romps not so much to uh rompa relic mm-hmm. to rompzilla where where would you say that this falls in terms of where so thinking specifically in the jethro tull catalog okay sure i yeah. think it's i think it's upwards of rompzilla for sure yeah 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 it's at least a it's at least a rompadactyl i would say well sure yeah. It's got a this song has a big wingspan. I that's exactly what I was going to say. No, it is. Yep, yep. That get, was how I was going to follow up. Yep. Get out of my brain. Um no, really. I think that I mean I think that like really from from that first just super I I had I wrote down epic epic f- flute riff. Epic flute mm, riff. That's what mm-hmm. I say. Epic fruit riff. Epic fruit lift. That's my favorite cereal as a kid. My other my other Instagram account is uh, Epic Fruit Lift. <laughs> from the, from as soon as that flute hits with that incredible riff, mm-hmm. right through the the like mind melting Martin Barr distortion distortion guitar solo at the end, near the end, you're saying, yeah, it's yeah. Sort, of, sort of in the transition from the lyrics just to the instrumental section, yeah. Through that strong instrumental and the lyrics themselves, it's yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's a hefty pie. On the whole, I don't think that musically it's super complex. It's really just a lot of like blanket. This is the song that's going on in the background, and every now and then we'll have something come forward and do a solo. Essentially, this feels very much like a solo song, you know. Uh, you you mean a, a song which is meant to display solos? Yes. Yeah. I see. Yeah. I mean, but but that being said, I mean, I, I agree with you. It's not the most musically complex song. It's like it's like pretty just straight straight ahead in terms of the rhythm. Mm-hmm. But it's so well layered. I mean, the oh yeah, the the organ is is really seeping through. It's it's a really it's got a hearty broth. You know, when you have like a like an incredible ramen. And you're like, oh, all the individual things I'm tasting, but also like the actual broth itself is just so, uh, it like it like goes into your bones. That's what I feel about the organ. When they they simmer bones, marrow bones for like 48 hours to get that that fatty right. rich broth. Right, right, right. This is a fatty rich broth of organ bones. That's it's it is the unsung hero of this song. It really is. Yeah. I am singing. We're singing it now. Yeah. So there's that. Yeah. And then there's like, I I don't even know what Martin Barr is doing to get that guitar sound. And, you know, a, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about, oh, with uh, with a song for Michael Collins, Jeffrey and me. Mm. You you asked me, did, did I think that this was the Jethro Tull sort of approach to space rock? Yeah. And I, and I don't think that it was, but... There's some stuff in Martin's guitar solo that is verging on what I would describe as sci-fi rock or space rock. Like he's just creating sounds that are so otherworldly. Yeah, I have it um 
I my notes called it a, a psychedelic sweeping guitar. Absolutely. And it's just it's just thick distortion, probably one or two pedals. There's some sliding yes. and then there's some some really fast picking in yeah. there. And it kind of if you're not expecting it, it kind of sneaks up on you because we don't get any hints of it in the first, I don't know what, like minute and a half of the right. song. Yeah, in the first in the first in the two verses, I don't think that we get to that level. I mean, we hear the guitar certainly. No way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We hear right from the beginning. We hear Martin's guitar. We hear Clive's. We hear Clive's kick. The kick. I hear everything, but the kick drum really stuck oh, yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Ian's flute with that, and it, it's that intro is broken up into two parts, and in the middle he does that woo yeah, with yeah, the flute. And then it, it really starts to kind of pick up momentum. Well, and he and, and, he and Martin know? are playing, uh, in, they're playing together uh, with that first with that first riff, aren't they? Mm. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think which so. Is yeah, really cool. And then and then it diverges when the when the lyrics come in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty powerful. This is a this song is a great opener right from the start. And honestly, I think it would be a great opener for a concert. Absolutely. I wonder how. M- Musically and lyrically. Yeah. I wonder how many times this has been played in concert. Let me tell you. Let's go over to the play count. Play count. Welcome to the Jethro Tull How Many Times Has It Been Played O Meter. Nick, we're about to spin the the wheel of how many times this has been played in concert. We are gonna consult the Oracle. Why don't you press that big button there? It is a total of eight times. Oh, wow. All that for... <laughs> a lot of build-up. Oh. A lot of build-up. <laughs> we, spent, we spent longer doing that intro than they ever spent playing this song. Eight times eight when? Eight times. We have four times... No, three times in 1969 by Jethro Tull. Okay, right. Uh, the first one was November 26th, 1969 uh, at the Santa Monica Civic Auditorium in California, USA. They've never recovered. That was, oh yeah, they, they, they blew the doors off at no. 100%. Santa Monica has never been the same. Let me see. I've ever, actually never heard of Santa Monica because of, because oh, of it's that. In, it's in California. They played it on the... <laughs> They, they that was the fourth song that they played on that set list. Okay. And then they played it four times in 1970. Wow, and that was it. And never again. And then nothing until good old Martin Barr played it one time in 2019, June 30th, 2019, uh at Blackwater's Prague Nights 2019. Oh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Not a popular song to play live. It's benefit. Yeah, I mean, I shouldn't be so surprised. Yeah, it, it, it is yeah. benefit. As we've noticed, they this is not 
I mean, and it makes sense, right? Because because as soon like the album after this is Aqualung, and once you come out with Aqualung, nobody wants to hear Benefit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's true. It's true. You know, except for except for us. Yeah, right. Do you want to do you want to know what else Martin Barr played at that concert? Yes. Wait, in 2019. Yeah. Yeah, I do. He opened with "To Cry You a Song." Wow. Then him 43. Okay. Then I'm guessing these are his own songs. Back sure. to Steel, Lone oh, Wolf. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That sounds like him. Parentheticals, This Is My Driving Song. Um, so I don't know if that's a play on driving song. Not sure. Yeah. Then number six was Back to the Family. Then For a Thousand Mothers. Then Nothing is Easy. Wow. Then a cover of Eleanor Rigby. Okay. Then Aqualung, Play in Time, Peace and Quiet, which I'm guessing is one of his, Heavy Horses, Songs mm. from the Wood, My Sunday Feeling. Oh, Heavy Horses into Songs from the Wood is awesome. My Sunday Feeling, Moment of Madness, which is one of his, Jump Start. <gasps> oh, I yeah. Love that. I love that. Then A New Day Yesterday to end it, and his encore was, of course, Locomotive Breath. Yes, that makes sense. Oh, and I'm going to, can I say something really controversial and we may lose listeners because of it? Okay. Yes. I'm, I guess I'm ready. I think locomotive breath is overrated. Okay. <laughs> well, let's, let's, um, let's get there when we get there. Let's save it. We'll save it. Oh, when will we get there? Omen? Great oh. question. Let's go to the, when will we discuss it? o meter. <gasps> January 14th, 2020. Oh, boy. So soon I can taste it. Not far off. Not far Not off, far actually. off at all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if we can manage that. We can manage it. Fantastic. Well, uh, that sounds like an amazing set. Yeah. Um, let me see. Do I have anything else? I just, I really dig the random organ at the very end. That feels like very 70s rock to me. Oh, it does. Yeah. Take the flute out. And this song is one of their most legitimately 70s rock songs, I mm. feel. Yeah. And they don't have many more that would that sound like this. This song does not sound like anything else to me in their their work, really. It sounds like sounds like what must be played, what must be sung. That was Thank you. A halfway decent segue. Thank you. <laughs> All right, yeah, let's get into lyrics. I'm, I'm assuming that's where you want to go. I do, I do. So here's, here's why I was just a little bit surprised that it hasn't been played more is because I really feel like, okay, so we, as we've discussed, sometimes Ian Anderson is singing or writing as a character, sometimes mm-hmm. as a fictional version of himself, sometimes as a fictional version of someone else. And sometimes he's just like straight up saying what he, in, what he Ian Anderson, feels. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a clear example of one of those latter styles. Oh, yeah. And it, it, to, to the point where it almost feels like a manifesto. What was the other song that... With You There to Help Me. Right? He was talking to the audience saying... Yeah, what, what's the one? Uh, uh, flute. <laughs> no, it's like that, but it's a little bit different. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> what song was that? What song am I thinking? Of? Hang on. <laughs> um, brilliant. Uh, let's see. It was not on. This was. 
Is it with you there to help me? Yeah, I think it's with you there to help me. Yeah, maybe you're right. Well, at any rate, I feel like it's literally just him talking about his his life and his recent past. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Sleeping is hard to come by, so we'll all sit down and try to play in time. And we feel like singing. Sleeping is hard to come by. So we'll all sit down and try to play in time. And we feel like singing. That's like literally the tour life. It's hard to sleep. Yeah. Because you're on tour. So we'll all sit down and play in time, try to play in time, try to get the freaking music to come out right. And we feel like singing. How delightful. And then immediately you get the sort of classic Ian Anderson antisocial switch. <laughs> Talking to people <laughs> in my way. <laughs> Talking to people in my way. Talking to people in my way. See, that I, I wrote... Okay. I, I wrote the first the first time that they got to that part. Yeah. I wrote it down. Is it in my way? Does that mean in the manner which he does? Like, this is how I talk oh, to you? Or is you he saying what? or or are they physically blocking him? Are That's they preventing him from moving? So funny. I'm so antisocial that I just automatically assumed that it was he was describing the way I feel when I'm trying to leave a party when it's past <laughs> my bedtime. When you can't Irish goodbye. Yeah, exactly. When I'm like trying to be polite and so I'm just like talking to the people who are in my way. Yeah. But you know, I, I actually like your alternative theory here that he's talking to people in his parentheses own end parentheses space way. <laughs> I I think the transcript for this episode will be very clean because of that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. But on the second verse, I, I went back to that note and said, oh, yeah, it's definitely he's saying I'm communicating to you as a rock star. This is how I talk to you. This is right. my way to this communicate way. with you. Yeah, it's his, it's his Frank Sinatra moment. Um, not not quite. No, no. So the, the beginning of the second verse, I love because it's just so autobiographical mm -hmm. blues were my favorite color. Oh my god, what a what a Golly. the hammiest fist reference <laughs> to this was. It could not be any more ham fisted and still yeah. be kosher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. If that metaphor were any more transparent, we'd be using it as a looking glass. No, that doesn't make any sense. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry everyone. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's been a long week. My metaphor making machine is broken. Let me push the metaphor button. Yeah, I gotta get that looked at. Yeah. It's as broken as a very broken thing. Okay, blues were my favorite color till I looked around and found another song that I felt like singing. Still, still really... Checks out. Yep. Trying so hard to reach you. Playing what must be played, what must be sung. And it's what I'm singing. Trying so hard to reach you. Playing what must be played, what must be sung. 
it's so yeah it's very direct it is it is ham-fisted it is literal and in that moment it's meta it's it's a it's almost like he's saying this is what i was made to do it is and by golly i'm doing it i'm finding my voice listen to my voice it's unique that's but that was the 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 show-stopping song from your off-broadway premiere A tall, a tall alone. <laughs> I, keep keep going. Tall tales. Tall tale is actually there was a cover album of all tall songs by people who were involved with the band at one point or another. Oh, really? And it was called Tall Tales. And it was called a Tall Tale. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. That makes sense. It's very obvious. Yeah. So, so it is interesting. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree with you, Nick, that he's really, he's really, this is him saying, I am unique. I am important. My voice is important. But he's, but he's also trying so hard to reach us. He's trying so hard to reach you. Like, it hasn't quite come together yet in a way. He still feels, perhaps. I'm not sure I actually get the whole I'm unique I'm special vibe from this. To me, it more communicates just like, this is how I can talk to you. This is how we communicate. Mm. It's not necessarily because I'm a big rock star. It's it's that, for for lack of a better term, I have a disability and this is how I talk to you. <laughs> I can only communicate with the flute. It's a rare disease. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, playing what must be played, what must be sung. Mm-hmm. Right. I, th- I don't think it's a, it's, a scream, it's a scream in the dark about his individuality uh, so much as a, just, a, just a statement of the facts. Yeah. That, he, that he's original. Like, you can't, you can't, not li- you can't listen to the song and, and hear, you know, it, this is a sound unlike anything else. Even if it is in the style, like you were saying, of, of the 1970s, and it does have that kind of denimy type vibe. Mm-hmm. It's a totally unique sound still because it's still in Anderson. It's still very tall. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I concur. <laughs> I thought I had something more to add to that, but that's pretty succinct. It's pretty good. Yeah. Now, Omen. Uh, hello, Nick. Yes. If this song were Ian Anderson's favorite color, what would it be? <laughs> if this song were... Ian Anderson's favorite color. Yep. I stick by that. Why why are you how you are, Nick? What <laughs> the what tests happened, haven't come What back happened yet. to you? <laughs> if this song were Ian Anderson's favorite color, what color would it be? See, I was just gonna say if this song were a color, what would it be? But that's boring. And then I looked at the lyrics, blues were my favorite color. So what is his favorite color at the time of this song? Yeah. Okay, I got yeah, I'll go there. I'll go there with you dragging you down the sidewalk yeah fingernails making grooves in the pavement yeah so have you seen pictures of the 1970s or like you know when you sort of like do the typical sort of like if like if a high school puts on uh, a 1970s themed dance mm, and you mm-hmm. and you have the sort of the sort of day glow daisies with the rounded edges and you have all those sort of like basic primary Sort of like, um, sort of like pastels, but on, but but on mushrooms. Those colors, the opposite mm. of that. 
the opposite of oh. all that. It's like it's like a genuine paisley silk suit, like an old fashioned, like an eighteen, like a, like a nineteenth century paisley smoking jacket that is that is vivid but also quite dark. Okay, that you wear in an inappropriate location. I think that <laughs> is. I think that is this the favorite color of Ian Anderson that this song is. Did you say in an inappropriate location? Yeah, like 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 you wear it to the beach. <laughs> that is that is one of the most inappropriate locations. Highly, yeah, yeah. You wear it to spite the location that you're in. There you go. Okay. So the color of that jacket. Yeah. But you can't unpack, you can't separate the two, apparently, that that color comes fully attached to that jacket. I had to throw in the, uh, the, the smoking jacket, the smoking gown, if you will. So that, that was really to, to just... The smoking gown was a vehicle for the paisley. Now, by smoking gown, that makes me think of, like, a hospital gown, but no. in smoking jacket, like material so so the the back is cut out and you have your butt like hangs out that sounds what you're describing to me will truly haunt me for the next several hours that is the most horrifying thing i've ever heard of are you thinking about ian anderson wearing one of those oh, why 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 would you in, suggest that in his vampire makeup no stop <laughs> it stop let it end <laughs> i'll never read anchovies before bed again but the white makeup from his face was not extended to his butt it was certainly was not no that is no. that is alive and well and living in nope very much not so yeah what else <laughs> what else do we have to say about this song oh well do we want to just um do we have to unpack what play in time means nick i i'm not sh- do you think it warrants unpacking i mean i, I sure uh, then, no then, I, I don't then begin i mean to i unpack, think it's please. i think it's i was trying to look for any deep deeper meaning in it i mean because oh. obviously obviously he's talking to play in time is to play as a musician in the correct tempo with your fellow musicians at the correct tempo that the, that the piece wants to wants to be in but in time also to do anything in time refers to doing something in the future you'll like you'll get to the to get to that point so you'll oh, I get see. to oh, playing. Oh, oh, yeah. But it also means, it could also mean before it's too late to play in time. Oh, yeah. All of that said, the line is, so we'll all sit down and try to play in time. Right. Yeah. So and I, I think it's literally just like thing. we all, yeah. Because <laughs> the line before that is sleeping is hard to come by. So... Maybe they're all sleep deprived and they're all friggin' exhausted at this point. I but they're still trying certainly. to put on a really good concert for the people who are paying money. Yeah. You know, we shot ourselves in the foot because I don't know a single boomer who listens to podcasts. And I don't know many millennials who listen to Jethro Tull. <laughs> Dang. Wow. 
Yeah. 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 <laughs> I just made I just came to that realization and this is episode number 36. How did our uh, how did our business manager let this one slide, Nick? Um how did our accountant approve the fund for this for the recording of this podcast? Well, uh I was busy trying to get the recording stuff to work. So I was I had my engineer hat on. Oh, I see. <laughs> and it just kind of slipped by. I didn't have yeah. any of those other hats on. I was um I was I was going to be our accountant, but then I found uh these really cool snacks that my fiance got, which are uh frozen pieces of pineapple dipped in dark chocolate. So all my plans went out the window. Yeah, that sounds worth. That sounds worth wasting nine whole months yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so that's that's a that's a very positive note to end on my uh my dad once told me that i was worth wasting nine whole months and that's the last last time you ever spoke to your father (laughs) (laughs) he was new or he was new orleans bound that evening your 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 dad is like like a great old oak or oh, yeah. an ancient dragon where nine months means nothing to him. Yeah, time it is time is time is is truly an illusion. Yeah. It is a the blink of an eye for him because he's lived for so long. Rate and review us in time. Huh? JJ Wangs. JJ JJ Wing Wangs. Yeah, we will. If you you give us a review, uh, we will. I I promise you, we will massacre your name just like we did <laughs> to um, Jumbo Wumbos. To... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. We can look forward to. Actually, one of my favorite songs in the whole, in the entirety, I think it's a very underrated song. It is Sossity, semicolon, You're a Woman. So it's addressing the character of Sossity and it's letting her know she's a woman. Incredible. We look forward to <laughs> talking tall to you next week. In the meantime, I am Omen Said. And I am Nick McGill. We are Feckless Moans. And this is Talk Tall to Me. Okay, and I'll just drop it in the front. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, um, my other Instagram account is called Drop It in the Front. <laughs> All right, um, I'm going to have a listen to this. <laughs> That's a shame that we can't use that. <laughs> yeah, go ahead.